This is 8-Minute Market Structure by Texture Capital, bringing you concise expert insight for better markets. And now your host, Richard Johnson. Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of 8-Minute Market Structure, where I speak with industry experts and get their take on the most important market structure issues. It's a simple format, the same question for every guest. If you were building a new market structure from scratch and could change one thing, what would it be? One topic, no prep calls, just eight minutes of concise, expert insight for better markets. My name is Richard Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Texture Capital. We're a FINRA member and SEC registered broker dealer specializing in digital securities. We help institutions and investors more efficiently and directly participate in private markets by providing tools for tokenization, issuance, and secondary market trading. Today's guest is my friend and former colleague, Hitesh Mittal. Hitesh is the CEO and founder of Bestex Research, an algorithmic trading solution for FX, futures, and global equities, um, designed to lower transaction costs for asset managers and hedge funds. Prior to founding his own company, Hitesh was global head of trading at AQR, and before that, global head of algorithmic trading and liquidity management at ITG, which is uh, where we work together. So Hitesh, it's safe to say you know a thing or two about trading and markets, so let me put the question to you. If you were building a new market structure from scratch and could change one thing, what would it be? Hey Richard, thanks. Thanks for inviting me here. I, I love your podcast. Uh, so, what would it be? I mean, there's a there's a lot of ideas I have, but uh, but I'll pitch this one to you right now. So, so the, what's the problem? So the problem is, um, you know, in over-the-counter markets, the network effects are very strong. Um, the larger dealers get even larger, and that that drives away competition, and in the end, it hurts the investors. Um, in U.S. equity markets, uh, they're gravitating more and more towards becoming more over-the-counter. Um, you know, retail trading volume mm-hmm. is uh, now about a third of uh, total equity volume, and you know, you take out the opening auction and closing auction, so the rest of the day it's it's, it's even bigger. Um, so, you know, so so what's what's the what's the problem with that, right? Um, the the problem is that you have two investors who want to interact with each other and they can't. So you have a retail investor who puts a limit order. It can't interact with a retail investor market order. You have an institutional investor whose limit orders cannot interact with retail market orders. So that's a big problem. Um, and that, that increases the toxicity in the, in the exchanges and increases the bid offer spread we published a paper recently, uh, and we estimated that the bid offer spread will go down by about 25% if the flow were to move to exchanges. But making it happen is very, very hard, right? It will require a lot of rulemaking, um, banning PFOF, you yeah. know, coming up with some sort of a trade-out rule, uh, maybe taking a look at all the tick sizes in exchanges, and so on and so forth. Um, and, and it's going to be very, very hard. Um, so here's a different way to solve this problem that does not require all of that. And perhaps it's much easier to implement. So what's this idea? So this idea in a nutshell is to basically just level the playing field between wholesalers and exchanges. Okay. So the idea is to basically create a retail NBBO a protected retail NBBO. Here's how it goes. You allow exchanges to segment liquidity. 
which they are not allowed to do today, and basically build a separate limit order book for retail. Okay, now anyone and everyone, all investors can submit their limit orders in this limit order book. Institutional investors can, retail brokers can, and all market makers can. Everyone can put limit orders in this book and all the orders in this book are displayed. And the tick sizes on these retail exchanges is allowed to be much, much narrower than, than what's allowed, you know, a penny on the exchanges. Mm -hmm. And the same rule should apply. So whatever price increments the wholesalers can print the trades at, you know, you should be allowed to make markets at the same price increment within these retail exchanges, right? But how are they different from the other exchanges? Only retail market orders will be allowed to go in these exchanges. Okay. Yeah. So what that going to do is the top of the book of these retail exchanges will narrow down significantly because all investors are basically fighting against each other and you know, all market makers are fighting to basically be able to provide liquidity to this non-toxic retail flow. Right, but here's one more thing you have to do: that whatever is the inside BBO of these retail exchanges, okay, it's published via SIP to all, you know, to, to all market participants, right? So, so basically, retail brokers don't have an excuse that okay, they're not going to, yeah. they're not going to hit bid and lift offer, which is sort of inside, which is the inside market, right? And this, this, this will be called retail NBBO. So there'll be two NBBOs. There's the regular NBBO, okay. which is going, which is going to be wider just as it is today, right? Uh, but then there's the retail NBBO, uh, which is much, much narrower. And that's the inside of the regular NBBO and these retail exchanges, right? So that's, that's basically the idea. So what are the benefits? The benefits are that now, even though the institutional market orders will still have to pay higher bid offer spread. So they're not going to get that benefit of 25% spread reduction. If all the flow were to go to exchanges, they will still be able to submit retail limit orders and interact with non-toxic flow. From a retail market, retail investor perspective, you know, their, their limit orders are interacting with their own market orders, right? From other retail brokers, as well as, as well as they're getting much, much better pricing improvement than they do today, because today, you know, all the price improvement comes from like two dealers who don't have to compete as heavily as they would have to compete in this market yeah. where everyone is competing against. So that's, that's basically the idea, which I think may be much, much easier to implement and much cheaper to implement in the U.S. equity market structure than, you know, banning PFOFs and trade at and, you know, combination of all of those things. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You you hit on a few things there that I think are very interesting, worth highlighting, that we are moving towards more of a kind of a an OTC market in equities, which is kind of funny when you when you think when you think of equities, you think of the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. Um, but but a lot of these kind of uh, you know re, uh, market makers are kind of single dealer platforms in a way. Uh, you mentioned a couple of things that some other guests have kind of talked about as well. Bill Hartz um, was against. You know, his, his idea was how do we get retail flow to, you know, interact with institutional flow more easily. Uh, Mike Massoni was talking about kind of reducing the spread as, as, well, as well, which we're kind of touching on. So I think it's, uh, yeah, I, th I think it's a very interesting idea. What would the kind of change, regulatory changes need to happen uh, to, to kind of in introduce this retail NBBO? Yeah, so that's the beauty of it, right? It's basically not banning anyone 
to do anything, yeah. right? So, but but it's allowing exchanges to be at the level playing field as wholesalers. So allowing them to price orders inside the tech, right? Allowing them to segment liquidity, right? Uh, so it's basically giving more permissions to the, to one set of market participants to to basically create this uh, you know order by order competition, right? And yeah. the other other change would be obviously to uh, to 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 create this protected code. So this inside market has to be published via SIP. So so that would be that would be one major change that would that would be needed to make it happen. Yeah, great. Um, and so uh, you said you're publishing a paper on this coming up soon. Yeah. So this is something that I've been toying around with, but you know we're in the early phase. So so, yeah. so you're the first one I'm, I'm talking to. I, I did tweet it out uh, a couple of weeks ago. Just to okay. see what the feedback is. What, so what about there are, um, you know, the exchanges have some retail liquidity programs. Yeah. You know, my sell, what, what, what's your sense? Have they been successful or not successful enough? Is that kind of why you're coming up with this new strategy perhaps? Yeah, they're, they've not been successful, right? Because there's a, there's, a, right. there's a whole lot of problems there. You know, one is, one is they can't really segment the same way wholesalers yeah. can, right? So right. like even the wholesaler retail exhaust is uh, is considered retail, which it clearly is not, right? And most of the flow, my understanding that makes it to these, you know, these RLP kind of programs is the wholesale exhaust um, rather than the retail flow itself. So it's a lot more toxic yeah. than getting order flow directly from, you know, Robinhood. Well, I think it's a great idea. We definitely want to encourage more retail flow and, and less toxicity. And I think more, you know, more of a level playing field. So uh, we could go on, but then it wouldn't be eight minute Marcus truck to Hitchesh. Thanks very much for your time. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the paper whenever that comes out and just continuing the conversation on social media. Thanks for having me, Richard. Take care. This has been eight minute market structure. Be sure to follow Texture Capital on LinkedIn, where we will release a new episode every week. You can also find us on Twitter at texture underscore capital and on the web at texture.capital. The foregoing discussion is for information purposes only and does not constitute a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Private securities offerings are not registered with the SEC and are considered highly speculative. An investment in private securities may result in the loss of your entire capital contribution. Blockchain is a new technology and unproven in financial markets. There is no guarantee that tokenization will enable any secondary market liquidity in the future and your investment may remain in